and welcome to the Gen Z Bidu podcast channels. And I'm very glad that you accept my invitation to be my guest speaker for the process today. And it's actually been a while that we um, actually start our new series for the podcast channels. So first of all, can you just briefly introduce your background to the audience, please? Sure. And just thank you so much for inviting me. It's great to be here. Um, I can certainly introduce myself. My name is Praise Ma, and I am part of the 4% of CPAs who work in education. And so I'll talk about accounting in terms of CPA, which is the Chartered Professional Accountant designation. So I have been working in higher education for the past 12 years at Kwantlen Polytechnic University and six years at Simon Fraser University. And this is a space that really inspires me because of many of the conversations that I have with students and including with you, Stellar. And so working in education, definitely it motivates me to keep learning and innovating. And I'm always trying to think about how I can make learning more effective and engaging. And I try to push the bounds of what is possible in education. Prior to that, I was working at KPMG, which is one of the big four accounting firms, and I worked in the audit practice with the private enterprise group. Some of the interesting clients that I worked on were Vancouver Airport Authority, City of Vancouver. I also worked on some educational institutions, Emily Carr and Vancouver Community College, that did play a part in inspiring me and informing my decision to go into education. As for my educational background, I'm a proud graduate of SFU. I studied business, concentrated in accounting. I went through the CPA recruiting process. I was also actively involved in clubs and leadership roles in the extracurricular community. And then after that, I went to the University of Saskatchewan. I got my master's of professional accounting and then got my CPA designation. And then and on a personal note, I am a mom of two boys. I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old, and my boys are very fun, and they give me a lot of training in being adaptable. No, you're just amazing. Thank you for much uh, for those in uh, interesting uh, answers. Uh, I believe that there's just a huge gap, like huge difference, when you transition from being accountant for a company and then you transition to become a teacher that can teach those knowledge back to the students that they also have like basic knowledge of accounting. So um, can you tell me more about what is the most important things when you choose to pursue accounting? Right. Well, I think the most important thing in any career is to find the right fit with your personal strengths and interests. So I don't know if you remember Stellar, but in the first, um, before my first class, in a lot of my classes, I have a digital interactive whiteboard and some of the questions that students can choose to answer are, what are you good at? What do you care about? What activities make you lose track of time? And so I think these three things can help you start the exploration of your career options. Mm -hmm. So if someone is interested in accounting, I would say, research the profession, talk to people in the profession, find out what you'll be doing on a day-to-day -day basis, what roles and positions can you advance to in five to ten years down the road. And I say everyone has certain strengths that make them stand out. If you can leverage these strengths in your career, your journey is going to be much more enjoyable and you're going to be able to thrive and go further. I also like to say that you want to find a career that makes your heart sing. And what I mean by that is that when you work on your core responsibilities, you just lose track of time and you find your flow. 
So for someone interested in the CPA profession or a career in accounting, it's going to be great for someone who thrives in problem solving and analysis, someone who has a curiosity to find insight in data and who likes to understand business processes. Um, it's important that you also enjoy collaborating with others and you want to keep learning and growing at every stage of your career. Yes, uh, I totally agree with your response because I believe also believe that um, since you just uh, briefly introduced about your background, I think that you have just like huge passions with um, being an accountant since you were uh, in university because you just told me that you uh, attend a lot of clubs, you do a lot of like extracurricular activities related to accounting, and you also uh, concentrated in accounting before. So um, yes, that's great. That's great to hear that uh, we also have to be aware of the strengths. Um, I believe that is a very essential things. Like for me, like right now I'm still a student, but listening to your advices, I also believe that finding out my strengths and analyze that to choose the right concentration is the most important thing. Like, um, so like another question is that beside passions and beside um, the strengths and weaknesses that the student can find when they are studying in university, is there like any other things that you think can inspire them to also become like an accounting teacher, like an accounting in like a professional companies? Well, I think it's important to explore all of your options. Um, I certainly didn't know going into university that accounting and the CPA was my path, but I went to explore. I joined many clubs and I did co-op. So, I mean, I chose accounting, but I was in the marketing club. I competed in two JDC case competitions, one being in human resources, where my team came in second place, and I did one in accounting. And then I eventually found my fit in the accounting club and I was elected VP of external relations. So I helped to organize several information sessions for accounting firms and taking on this leadership role actually gave me a very unique opportunity to connect directly with the firm's recruitment team. And that started to open doors to becoming a CPA. And then I did a co-op at the US consulate, which was a general business position. And I had a friend at SFU that was doing a co-op at Deloitte. And so we would have lunch together and she would be telling me about all the interesting things that she was doing. And that sparked my interest. So I went back to SFU that fall and I decided to go through the CPA recruiting process. And I told myself, you know, let's give this a try. I'm not sure, but let's see what it's all about. And then a connection from my co-op was that the niece of my manager at the U.S. consulate, she was also working at KPMG. And so she took me up for an office tour and a coffee chat. And so I just continually gathered information. I explored, I evaluated whether it was a good fit. I tried on different options for size by networking and going to events. And this process helped me to keep moving forward in pursuing accounting. And so what I was looking for in, in pursuing accounting is that I wanted to have a strong background in business. I wanted to come out with a valuable set of technical skills. I enjoyed working with people. I knew I would be working with a team and with clients in audit. And so I was able to find this in, in choosing a career as a CPA. Oh, that just sounds amazing. So, um, so like in conclusion for that, I think that's very important that as like a students uh, becoming like a professional uh, expert in like any industry, I believe that we have to get a lot of like exposure to the uh, work in advance and also lots of like network uh, sessions, right? 
Um, so yeah, for that one, I think it's also like one of the factors that I believe to contribute to the successful career later. Um, so like moving on, I also um like collected some facts and myths that from the audiences. They send an email to my team and they ask about oh like I want to I'm like an like currently an international student and I want to pursue that accounting concentrations uh specifically in SFUBD school and they also carry on some fact and myth that they want us to ask me like so like can I ask a guest speaker about them for sure yes yeah so like the very first one is that they ask if the accounting is mainly dealing with lots of number and calculations. This is a myth. So a lot of students come into introductory financial accounting thinking that there's going to be a lot of math and they have to be good at math. We do some mm -hmm. adding, subtracting, maybe multiplying, but the math is definitely not complicated. The main focus of accounting is understanding the business processes and recording the business activities and transactions. So considering, you know, you know, how does a, a company actually make money? How do they, what does it cost them to run that business? How do they get financing and what long-term assets might they invest in? So accounting is certainly not about just the number crunching. Yes, definitely. Yes. I also believe that too. Like, Moving on to the next one, I think this one is the most important one, like the most interesting one for me so far. That is like accounting seasons is the most stressful at the end of the fiscal year and also in the first of the quarter. That is a fact. <laughs> Companies, <laughs> they, they do need to prepare their annual financial statements at the end of the fiscal year. And because there's many transactions, every company has to make sure that they capture all of those transactions. There's proper cutoff between one year and another year. And then if a company is being audited, then the auditors will be coming in one to three months after year end. And so the auditors ask a lot of questions, they ask for documents, mm -hmm. and this is extra work for the company's accounting team. So it does contribute to a busier time and that, that could be stressful. For sure. So it's, it's a fact that uh, just those two moments like of the year would be like very busy. But for like the audit times, like uh, what we do, like it just like a very normal workload. And then for like that, because like the end of the fiscal year and also the first quarter, we have to like work extra. Is that is that what right? Well, many mm. companies, like most companies internally do report on a monthly basis. So there's like a little bit of a push at the end of the month to to wrap up the financials. But I would say, mm -hmm. you know, a, more work uh, is required at the end of the fiscal year. So there could be up and downs during during the year and depending on the type of company or industry that you're working in. But it it is fairly common to to be busier at the end of the year. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for that information. And moving on to the next um, next sentence, we have accounting tasks are now done mostly by AI. So in the near future, accountants can be replaced by the new AI technologies. This is a myth. So AI is certainly a huge disruptor in our society and there's a lot of fears and excitement about the potential of AI. And it is changing and it will change the CPA profession. In a CPA business monitor survey conducted in the spring, 45% said that they believe that in the next five years, technology will free up employees from routine tasks. And 36% said it will allow us to accomplish things we previously couldn't. 
In other words, AI will change the CPA profession for the better. We will be replacing tedious manual tasks such as rolling forward files or downloading Mm -hmm. tax information from the Canada Revenue Agency website and make room for more interesting and meaningful work. So for instance, AI can help the auditors better understand their clients, identify risk points, select more targeted samples, But the professional judgment side, which is required to analyze and draw meaning from the data, that can't be replaced. And so CPAs now, we have to focus more on the human skills that can't be replaced. So human skills instead of what the machines can do. And then the both of them together, CPAs equipped with AI, we can now do more. Yes, uh, for sure. It's very interesting to know that is a myth. Another sentence is like a small business doesn't need an accountant. This is a myth. So it's important that someone in the organization with reasonable accounting training is tracking the numbers to drive the operations and the profits. So you need to have good information so that you can base your decisions on on those, that information. For sure. I also believe that even if like we have a small business or like a large business, uh, simply just me, I think that it's very important to have uh, a person that can monitor all of the financial transactions and in and out uh, cash flow like that. Um, so that, that's interesting. So, and then the last one is that accounting is a male-dominant uh, profession or slash industry. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one. In terms of pure numbers, it's a myth. So there was a recent CPA profession compensation study report And they had 16,188 members holding a Canadian CPA designation respond. And so of those that that disclosed their gender, they identified as male or female, there was 55% that were men and 45% that were women. So in terms of numbers, women have strong representation in the profession. Now, there are differences in in different positions and industries. So that is where there is some truth to that statement. For instance, overall men are more likely to be owners, 18% compared to women, 10%. And owners make more than 60% more than non-owners. So that contributes to differences in compensation by gender. And more men hold positions such as equity partner, president, and CEO. The compensation differences are smaller earlier in a CPA's career. So for those that are 35 years old or less, um, the differences are very minor. But as you move up in age groups and as you gain more experience, the gap starts to grow. Analyzing industries, we actually see more women working in public sector, education, and not-for-profit organizations. And so in these industries, differences in compensations are, are less pronounced. So the gender pay gap does exist in accounting, as it does in many industries. There is awareness, and steps are being taken to advance women in the accounting profession For instance, KPMG has a goal of having women hold 33% of leadership roles globally at the partner and director level by 2025. And then Ernst & Young Canada has women representing 51% of their people and 45% of their firm's management. That's a very great information that you just share about all of the data and statistics about um, where the male and female 
um, percentage in the accounting industry specifically. But there's still a gap like that exists in like um the world right now of the business world right now. I believe that also based on um the the country culture as well. So for example, if in Canada we have a very pretty patterns gender uh, workplace uh, from the statistics that we just provided for Canada, but if you um come to like an Asian countries, I believe the gap would be quite a bit uh like higher for that one. But like moving on, I think the good thing is that everyone is very aware of the um the gender gap right now on social medias, and then that's also a powerful tool for everyone to raise awareness about that. So that's just amazing to hear about this. And I believe that the audience can also have some good tips um, to have when they uh, pursue accounting and then also worry about that kind of issues later on in their workplace. So yes, so like, um, thank you so much for solving all of the fact and myths that I just provided to you. Obviously it's very interesting for sure to have like an expert in accounting to solve these fact and myth and also to give the audiences a great story behind all of that because uh, we believe that accounting is known for maintaining the company's integrity and work ethics when it comes to financial transactions. And what is your viewpoint about this? Yeah, so this is a fact. Trust is very important to the CPA profession. So whether you're working as an auditor or a financial leader within an organization, CPAs, we need to make sure that that financial information can be trusted. Now, in the CPA profession, we have a new CPA competency map 2.0, which is a visionary map for the CPA profession. It sets out all the skills and the competencies required for candidates who want to obtain their CPA designation. And so deeply embedded in the map is this concept of the CPA ethical mindset. And so at the core of the CPA identity is being ethical, protecting the public and acting in the public interest. And all of us, once we become a CPA, we're also held to a very high standard through the CPA code of professional conduct. Now, you know, at times there are lapses in judgments, you know, you hear some situations in the news, CPAs are still human and you know, some of them will make individual choices that don't align with the ethical mindset. But at the core of the profession, we hold ourselves to viewing all decision making through an ethical lens. Mm -hmm. And um, for this part, this important part of um, a human part of uh, maintaining the company's integrity and work ethics related to accounting part, do you believe that in the future, this part can also be replaced by AI? by uh, deciding whether or not uh, the company is, is holding a transparent transaction. For example, like auditings, like taxings, when it comes to um, examining the company's financials. I think this part is one of those human skills that, that certainly cannot be replaced by AI. AI can help mm -hmm. us sort through the data. We, they can you know, help sort through a lot of volume of data, but you know, ultimately, it has to come through the CPA's judgment, um, their own lens. And, you know, we as humans ha can have that ethical lens to view that data. Um, so like, from all of your response so far, I believe that you have a very positive views about the accounting industries, both in Canada and all over the world for the future years. So um, again, do you have any like uh, conclusion sentences that you can provide for your pros prospective future for the accounting industry in the future? probably just in Canada right now. Right. So CPA has been very proactive at looking forward. Since 2018, they've 
they've initiated a project called Foresight, Reimagining the Profession, where they brought together a lot of thought leaders from different areas of accounting to consider, you know, how can CPAs adapt to this new world that keeps changing, it keeps evolving. So some of the key things that CPAs are, are focusing on is rethinking the value creation. And what that means is, you know, traditionally CPAs would focus on the traditional numbers and the finances, but actually we have to capture the true value that includes sustainability, social impact. And so we have to capture the tangible and the intangible, the financial and the non-financial information. And so another, you know, major thing in our society is that businesses are generating and collecting a lot of data. And so because CPAs are in charge of, you know, ensuring that this data is trusted, we need to make sure that that we have the proper processes to make sure that all this volume of data can be trusted. And then also we can harness the insight from this data. And so we can expect to see CPAs to be working more with data alongside you know, the financial role. And then in terms of the skills and competencies needed for the future, the CPA competency map 2.0 that I was speaking about, it's really changed its focus. Um, it's moved away from a specific fixed knowledge that, you know, that knowledge can change or become outdated quite quickly. But it's positioned in a way to allow the profession to continually adapt so key ideas are that we need to embrace emerging technologies, we need to integrate changing societal values, we need to make sure that we value um, human skills as compared to uh, what machines can do. And then always looking forward and a really important idea is evergreen learning, which is we have to continue to learn in order to, to stay ahead of th those changes. Um, for that answers, I also wonder if you think human skills is so important, not for like only accounting industries, but also for like human resource or like finance or like taxes or like operational industries. Absolutely. I think the human skills are important in any industry. And I think AI will change all of these industries, but it will be, you know, mm -hmm. different different processes that it is better equipping professionals in working on. But those human skills, you know, we all need to focus on honing those human skills um, that cannot be ultimately replaced. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that one. And it's also um, provide me like a lot of positive and motivation to also work on my human skills so far. And I, I also think that the human skills, not like the things that you can easily uh, acquired just by going to learn business at school. But I believe that is also like uh, acquiring from like a lot of work experiences and extracurricular activities that we have at school. So for that uh, part, do you have any advice that you can give for your students? Maybe the one that are taking your classes, the one that like want to take accounting uh, in SFU? Yeah. I mean, if, if students are interested in pursuing accounting at the university, level, I would say join the accounting club. At SFU, it is the ASA, SFU Accounting mm -hmm. Student Association. At KPU, it is ASK, the Accounting Students of Kwantlen. Become a member, subscribe to emails. The, the clubs are connected to the accounting firms and industry, and so they'll hold information sessions and different networking events. 
you know, choose an event, go to the event, be prepared because the firms are there to share information, but they're also there to recruit strong candidates. So when you go, you know, you want to be prepared to be able to introduce yourself in a few lines that differentiate who you are, do your research, prepare some good questions, and then evaluate the fit with your personality and your aspirations. And if it's a fit, then I would evaluate my options. You could go through the CPA recruiting process. And I think that's a really great way to get experience. You work at an accounting firm and you gain a lot of breadth and depth and experience early on in obtaining your CPA. And then if you start in audit, then you get to see inside many different companies because you're auditing different companies, you get to work at their client location, you get a sense of their culture and how processes are. And so that can give you a lot of information to inform your next step in your career. Um, there are other options to obtain CPA through industry. And so you want to explore all of those options. Sure, that's a very great advice for sure. And then a lot of people can find that value for their upcoming um, studying path. And when we also mentioned a little bit about the career path as well, because we just mentioned that your background is that like you uh, work in KPMG before. So like, is there like any advice for um, students that also want to have like an internship in KPMGs, Deloitte or like PMGs in general that you can give to them? Certainly. Um, I mean, they hold a lot of events. They hold information sessions. The firms are eager to connect with students. They need mm -hmm. good people. So, I mean, join the accounting club. You know, you can you can find the recruit the recruit recruiting managers on LinkedIn as well. You can follow them, mm -hmm. get connected, and then just start going to the events and you know evaluating, exploring the the profession for yourself. Yes, that's great for sure. And um, I also have a tip uh, because you also mentioned Lincoln. And I believe that SUBD school are just generous enough for all the students that attending the school to have like free workshops about Lincoln, about whether or not they can find um, like how to future their search for the professionals, the people in like a specific company that they can want to like network, something like that. So I also think that's a good tip for one of the students that want to um, find managers that they want to speak about for their potential careers. So um, for all of these, I think it's also grab up our sessions from exploring the impossible in some of the accounting industries in Canada right now with Ms. Brazma. So I thank you so much for your time and um, for your efforts of um, re preparing all of the interview like, informations to be here today with me and also the Gen Z People podcast. And also wish you a lot of uh, good um, wishes for your future endeavors, whether or not it's just, like accounting instructions uh, being in uh, Queensland Polytechnic is also SFUs and also like to have a good time with your family. And I also want to thank you, Stellar, for the work that you're doing to build this podcast. This space you're creating for conversation and learning is, you know, certainly meaningful. I plan to be tuning in as a listener. And then I also want to wish all the listeners the best in finding the right fit for their career. 